Uh, just like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land of whose land we meet and pay my respects to their past and present. Look, I think it's pretty clear that these sort of programs have been run a number of times, whether it's work for the doll, they are political programs that target people who are unemployed and politicises people who are able to access the employment market. That's what they are, they're a lot ideological blaming exercises. The thing about employment is it's about creating good jobs that enable people to have social mobility and economic mobility, and these jobs do not do that. They in fact entrench disadvantage, they do not provide skills or adequate training, and they do not enable people to gain skills to get further employment. And the research has shown that whether it's work for the dollar or any other, other programs similar to that, people do not get employment as a result of these programs. The model of work in many corporations, now in many big businesses, wage theft is actually seen as a legitimate business model. And we hear about the stories where it's 7-Eleven, Domino's, uh, those sorts of franchises where people are being systematically ripped off. We recently did a report shining the light into the black economy where we looked at 200 job advertisements over a two-year period. And we found that 78% of those jobs online in community languages were paying, on average, $5 or more below the award wage. Below the award wage. These jobs are exploitative and they are from some of the biggest corporations that we know. And one of the things I think that's important to note around the PATH program is that two of the employees who have signed up to it, uh, Baker's Delight and Coffee Club, have actually both been involved in systematic wage theft of their employers already. In 2015, we know that the Coffee Club signed up with the Fairwork Ombudsman to partner them in doing self-orders, but also, if there were disputes between employers and employees over rates of pay, those disputes were maintained internally in-house. There was no independent investigation of what was going on. In May 2017 this year, the Fairwood Ombudsman was actually forced to launch legal action into the coffee club about a cash payback system where they were forcing employees to pay back money that they had earned in their jobs. In June this year, they were fined 180000 for exploiting their workforce and then they signed up to the PATH program. So how can you have a corporation that exploits people systematically being engaged in a government-funded program for young people? Baker's Delight, on the other hand, have had multiple claims of wage theft over recent years about what they're actually doing. The problem with these jobs is they are not creating good jobs, and as Dimity has said, they are jobs that should be done by people who are getting paid the proper award rates for those jobs. What these programs do is they entrench the notion of unpaid internships, they, under, they undercut the legitimisation of good jobs in the, in, in the economy, and the other thing, they do not address wage theft. 
This government has failed to address wage theft in this economy. And for example, Domino's, when they were fined recently, one of their franchisees were fined because they were told that they had to have a wages bill, I think it was around about 27%. And they could not move from that. And so in order to meet their requirements as a franchise store, they had to actually rip off their employees to meet what they had to do as part of a franchisee arrangement. And that is part of the problem with these corporations, is that there is no oversight of what is actually going on in the economy, particularly around waste. One of the things that we in our report have called for is an increase in the right of entry powers for unions to go into businesses and examine wages books like we used to be able to do. Those powers have been pulled back. And when I say for a right of entry power, I don't mean it's just carte blanche and you can turn up and knock on the door. Not that unions would do that anyway. But it is the issue of, there's a section in the uh, Fair Work Act where for footwear, clothing and textile employees, where there has been significant systematic wage theft and ripping off of those employees, there is an ability for unions where they can see a reasonable thought that someone is being ripped off in a business, have the option to go in and actually inspect those wages for them. That is something that unions used to do and would do systematically. The problem now is employers feel no pressure from external independent bodies, whether it's a union or fair work ombudsman, that they are actually going to have their books examined. That there is actually any penalty for wage theft. In fact, if you, some of these businesses that have systematically been ripping off workers, for example, 7 Eleven, no one's actually been prosecuted to this point. Why is that? Because if you rip off a worker and you are taken to fair work and you get there the day before and say, oh, sorry, I should back pay all these workers and hand the money over, the chances of any penalty being levelled at you is almost zero. Now, if I walk into a coffee shop and I pick up the tip jar and I run out the door, I'm charged with theft. I'm criminally liable for my actions. But if you're an employer, and you are systematically ripping off workers, there is no, no criminal penalty. There's no real civil penalty. And that's the problem with this system, that there is no deterrent in the system. And what we're saying is where there is systematic recurring ripping off of workers through WASEP, there should be at least a civil, if not a criminal penalty for that behaviour. The problem with these programs is that they are just window dressing and rhetoric. They attack the most vulnerable in our community. This is at a time where we have a rise in part-time work. We have a rise in casual work, not full-time permanent positions in our economy. And where people are working two or three part-time jobs and they still can't make ends meet. This is entrenching systematic disadvantage in our system and it needs to be redressed. The most important thing about moving through the system is having access to training. And what have we seen? We've seen a collapse in the vet sector, a collapse in TAFE, TAFE being shut down and closed off. And in fact, when we move to the private providers in these areas, many young people are giving us stories 
quite obvious, but they went, they paid money, and they never got the course or the qualification they asked for. They paid money and never got the qualification they asked for. That is the problem with this system. And rather than addressing the problems that are there, the institutional problems about providing apprenticeships, proper traineeships, and properly paying young people for the work that they actually do, we are entrenching disadvantage with these systems and they need to actually be removed. 